Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from the last homeless freeze zone in Orange County. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. Naturally, I'm still on my VPN. I always forget this. Oh, let me disconnect. It'll be really quick. All right. Disconnected from server. Connected. And we're back. Okay. We are back. What are you drinking? Mmm. This is another uh, La Croix. La Croix? The Lacroix? French. Sure. Uh, it's their cola. Nicola. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. N-I-Cola. It tastes like Red Bull Cola to me. It's bizarre because it's pure water. There's no ingredients. Looking it up right now. The best thing about it is I can drink as many as I want and there's never that sugary taste on your teeth. You know, your teeth are never coated after you, you know, after you've had a soda. Because that's nasty. This is This is good. They have four flavors of that apparently. What? They what have they? a uh essence of Sumatra coffee and cola. Mm. So they have a Coconut, co- coconut cola, and then Cinelink. they have a. I want that. And then they have a mint and lime one. I found this at Channel, uh, Whole Foods. Nate, link to lacroixwater.com. Yeah, I need to try this. Wow. That coffee one's probably interesting. Yeah. Coconut one's probably good too. Is there caffeine? It's coffee essence. Okay, so it's just water. That's fascinating. How do they get essence of coffee beans though? I don't know. Probably artificially uh, essenced. Yeah. Beaver anus. <laughs> it's guano. <laughs> okay. Guano essence. They just feed bats. <laughs> yeah, they extract the essence of, of their shit. I'm looking for my notes. Where'd they go? All right. Mandalorian. The little that we can say about it. Because yeah. I don't want you to spoil it for me. It's good. It's uh, I didn't know it school. existed. It's I heard everybody talking Wars. about it. I had to Google it. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of um, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, not CGI. What is it? Um, uh, live action. No, no, no. Like the props that they use. Uh, oh. Like conventional effects or something. Yeah, yeah, but there's another word to describe yeah. it. But, um, yeah, it's cool. It has the the old. It has the vibe of the original trilogy. Um, how'd you hear about it? I didn't hear about it. They've been advertising it a lot on ESPN. So like, because uh, ESPN's owned by Disney. So, uh, like when I've been watching Monday Night Football and stuff like that, they have uh, they've had ads for it for weeks. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's good. 
it's really high production values. Um, if I have one complaint about it, um, the dialogue is a little stale, but I think it's it's the first episode, so they're kind of establishing things. Um, and then in typical Disney fashion, they hide the violence. So like there will be like big battles where everyone's shooting each other with blasters and the blasters are blowing chunks out of the walls. But when it hits a guy, he just kind of goes flying back and like, it's like his, their clothes don't even rip apart from blaster shots. Huh? So that's, those are my main complaints. It takes you out of it a little bit. When you see that you're like, okay, yeah, this wall is getting blown apart by this huge laser gun. And then it hits a guy and then he's still fine. Like, I mean, he's, he's dead, but like, he's not, doesn't have a giant hole in his body. Like even the movies, when they would get shot with blasters, there would at least be like, like, you know, like a burn mark on their skin where they got hit, you know, or would like go through their clothes. Yeah. So that was a little off putting, but other than that, it's pretty good. So did you subscribe to Dis- to Disney Plus to watch this? No. I have other ways. Oh. The service that I can't name on uh Yeah. yeah. But okay, um, well, I'm probably gonna try the Disney Plus trial. It's only I seven it's, days. I think it's cheap too. I think it's like actually I think if you have a Hulu I don't know if you have a Hulu subscription, but no. Um I think it's a reduced rate if you get the subscription through Hulu. I think it's like seven bucks a month. That's what it is anyway. Uh, Even through the app store. If I open the app it? right now, it says six ninety nine. I thought it was like eleven dollars a month or something. No, it will be eventually. Pretty sure. <laughs> It'll probably go up. Yeah. I didn't realize that they owned the whole Marvel series. Oh yeah. They own Marvel, they own ESPN, they own National Geographic, they own ABC. Uh, sorry, there's like a really loud whirring noise in the background. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, like when you talk, I don't hear it, but when I, I there's know. silence. It's automatic gain control. Fucking okay. It's a bunch of hard drives clicking away, which is a perfect transition. So they make 16 terabyte hard drives now. Yeah, I've seen them. They cost like uh, a, like two thousand dollars on that. No, it was four nineteen. Oh, maybe one. it was a. Um, it could have been just six months ago. It could have been two grand. I don't know. There's an enterprise one that I saw that was eight hundred. Mine's probably a piece of shit, and it's probably gonna burn up after I write everything to it. I'm gonna put. Is in it all a seventy two hundred RPM? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really high capacity. That's crazy, and I actually have a sixteen drive RAID array. And with <coughs> modern file systems like ZFS and file system compression, I can easily fit that entire array onto a single disk. Yeah, that's cool. Which is a fraction of the power. So I have to do this transition. I'm just debating whether I should have another NAS and then just uh, log in and read everything, or if I should plug in the raw disk and just blast it all onto an EXT4 partition or something. Whatever you put it in, you're going to want something that's got 
fans blowing on it at all times. Yeah. And a NAS, you're probably not going to have enough airflow. Uh, yeah, I do. It's a, it's a 3U server. Oh, my okay. Current, my current one. Okay. Um, but I want to get and rid of it. you're using that for a NAS? Yes. It's very loud. Why is it 3U? Because it's a 3U server with 16 drives. So are they being stacked like sideways? Like, how, why, I don't know why you need... They're, I don't know. At the time, the biggest drive you could get was uh, 1.5 terabytes. So I filled it with one terabyte drives. Okay. And that was over, t- that was 11 years ago. Now that was almost 12. The server's been running for too long. It has a gig of RAM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two 512 uh, modules. I mean, if you're using it as a NAS, that's probably just enough. I never had a problem. A yeah. gig of RAM was more than enough. Strictly storage. If you're running other services, I had on it, then storage. I had a fucking media wiki. Uh, it was an asterisk box, so it would route phone calls. It was a uh, a DNS server a responder. Uh, yeah, but that was all years ago, though, right? It doesn't matter. Those processes are all the same, and they don't use any more RAM. Were you, were you running free PBX on it for the uh, asterisk? For the, uh... Right, but how are you... So asterisk. you were only using the CLI? You weren't... Um, yeah. Okay. I just use asterisk. I mean, FreePBX is... There's no GUI. Base. It's... Yeah. You write the dial plans by hand. Yeah. So, that doesn't use a lot of RAM. You can do that on less than 512. It ran a lot. It ran a lot of services. It was a seed box. I would seed... Oh man, several terabytes a year from that thing. Wow. But it's decommissioned. It needs to be completely. Yeah, it's probably using a 150 watt chip in it too, sucking power away all day. Uh, It wasn't a Xeon, it was an Opteron, so it didn't use as much power. It was pretty fast, so you could actually encode video. And at the time, it was a two core. I mean, it's still two core, but two cores that were 1.8 gigahertz that was pretty fast at the time not the fastest but yeah. for an Opteron that was not too shabby oh yeah so the other uh, the other method I could use is have another NAS that it copies everything to or maybe like a temporary computer that it's plugged into and that I'll just come up with a solution and then I'll tell you about it on the show because that'll be more interesting than speculating. I just don't okay. have a good solution yet. I'm worried about data corruption and stuff because I've got photo libraries and all kinds of stuff backed up on there. Along with the uh, the media wiki, which contains a wiki article on Alan's mom. <laughs> oh, man. Which I think was a picture of Eartha Quake. Google that. That is, uh, yeah, IMDb. Poison. I don't think she's an IMDb. It's doesn't have her birthday, but says she died in 1999. Oh, I didn't know she was dead. Yeah. 
Rip Earthquake. Google Groups. <laughs> There's a Google Group? It is with great sadness that I share the following news with you. Carla Himes, known to many as young, uh, to you as adult film star Eartha Quake, passed away Monday in Hemet, <laughs> California. Initial reports from family members suggest complications during the fifth month of her second pregnancy in two years. Whoa. Oh, man. Carla I've... underwent weight loss surgery in 1996 and recently had experienced health problems involving her spleen and iron retention. I thought she fell off one of those enormous high heels. As, <laughs> as a supersized super vixen, Eartha Quake starred in several well-known titles, including Much More to Love and When the Fat Lady Sings. <laughs> Fans were enthralled with her bountiful proportions and exotic looks. <laughs> uh. Nate reads the internet. <laughs> Her bountiful proportions and exotic looks. It's great. So did you see that 16-inch MacBook Pro? Yes. It looks cool. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the specs. 64 gigs of RAM. That's my dream machine. Yeah, and the base storage now is actually, like, reasonable. Yeah, 512. That's very usable. Because it's actually a pro machine. I don't know why you would have a pro machine with 128 gigs of RAM or 128 gigs of storage. Yeah, it's like as professional as they can get by squeezing it in while squeezing it into the smallest package possible. But they made it a millimeter thicker, a little bit wider, and they managed to squeeze in eight terabytes of storage and doubled the RAM. Yeah. So I think they're cheating what? again with the storage. I think it starts at like about twenty four hundred. Yeah, it was the same entry price as the one before, I guess. Yeah. Ninth gen. That thirteen inch still looks really good. Minus the keyboard. Yeah. Six or eight core. Uh, That's pretty amazing. Three. They can fit that many cores in there. Also comes with discrete graphics standard too. Did it not before? I thought that the 15 inch had that and the 13 didn't. My 15 inch had Intel integrated. But mine was a 2013. But yeah, they change over the years. So does the price. When you fully equip that thing, it's six grand. It's I mean, all things considered, the fact that you get a six core i7 AMD graphics with a, uh, AMD uh, graphics with four gigs of memory and of GD, GDDR6. Yeah. 16, 16 gigs of RAM and a 512 gig SSD and the touch bar for 2400 is pretty good. That's actually competitive. It's not like outrageously overpriced anymore. Because if you were to get like a Surface machine, like a uh like a, a surface laptop 3 with the same specs as this it would be pretty close to that price and this is going to have a better display and i think the surface will probably have integrated graphics it won't have a an amd or nvidia chip in it 
and it probably doesn't have a three gigabyte per second NVMe. Yeah. I think they're cheating again, though. I think they're rating them together. So, so that you're twice as likely to lose your data. Because that's what they do on the iMac Pro. That's what they do on the Mac Pro. Uh, well, and if you're Time be. Machine backups. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a server where you need the redundancy. Like, it's an absolute necessity because... That's true. It is not a high availability machine. Exactly. Yeah. They still charge a lot for the fucking upgrades though. The NVMe is way more reasonably priced. That two grand, whatever it is for the eight terabytes, that used to be 2,800 to get uh, four terabytes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So if I got my iMac Pro whenever they update it again, I could I could probably get it for a lower price with even more storage. So this thing maxed out is just above six grand, sixty one hundred bucks. I just want to know when are they gonna put higher refresh rate displays on these things? I don't know. Like, it doesn't even need to be 144 hertz. They can do it on an iPad. Why can't they do it on this? Well, an iPad is a fraction of the resolution of that display. True, but they don't have to do 100, even 120 hertz. They could do, like, 100 hertz. Anything's better than 60. Anything, yeah, anything that would uh, scale dynamically with the refresh rate would be great. Because then it could go down, say battery, it could go up when you scroll. What? Yeah. Doesn't something else do that? The Apple Watch. They built a controller for that new Apple Watch so they can throttle it down. Which is how it's always on. It goes down to one. Yeah. Hand. Yeah, that's all it needs to be set up when it's static like that. Did you notice that it has uh, what they're calling Wi-Fi 6? Yeah, I is, saw, well, no, I thought the, only the iPhone has that the new MacBook doesn't. Uh, no, they, they both have 802.ax, so that is Wi-Fi sure? 6. I was reading that the new MacBook doesn't have it. Uh, are you talking about Wi-Fi 6 or... The if, if Wi-Fi 6 AX. is something other than AX, then I didn't know that. Let's consult the book of knowledge. 802.11 AX. Yeah, it says it's an 802.11 AC on the new MacBook. So maybe Wi-Fi 6 is still 802.11 AC? Yeah, but it's not AX like the new iPhone has. You know what's interesting? If you go to Mac Rumors, oh my God! Okay, go to Mac Rumors right now. The second story says that it has AC Wi-Fi. If you scroll down where they announce it on their front page here, where is it? It says it has AX. 
It says, where did it go? I'll bet you they AX. I bet you they couldn't get the uh, the manufacturing, or they couldn't justify the cost just for this specific machine. Because you know they're not. So this is not like an iPhone. They're not going to sell these things like iPhones. So they probably skimp on that cost to keep this the price point at where it's at right now. Oh my god, maybe I misread this and said unlike the iPhone 11. Okay, but on that same note. We were talking about saving cost. There are also different tiers of the different Wi-Fi standards. Like, uh, what do they call that? Okay, if I option click on the Wi-Fi, I can see that it says my current... Uh, there's a MCS index. My current MCS index is 9. And if we consult okay. the book of knowledge again, look at Wikipedia. MCS index... Wi-Fi wiki. You can see how there's a theoretical maximum. Okay. Right now I'm, looking. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So the iPhone's going to have that low-end package, the low-end MCS index for 802.11ax. They just want to show off and say they have it. But the in the MCS index on AX, the matching number to AC is going to be higher performance. So it's the lowest end probably of the AX line uh, in terms of the MCS index, but it's probably equal to whatever its previous high MCS index AC was. There's a whole okay. range designed from so that like a light bulb can have really low end. Uh, a low MCS index, yeah, MCS index of zero, and then your phone can have an MCS index of seventeen or something, or or five, and then your your desktop can have an MCS index of ten. But the maximum for AX, I think, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure it's a couple gigabytes per second. You still get gigabits. the improved latency benefit, though, don't you? Is there a latency dif difference? I don't know. Well, what I'm, what I'm reading here, it says latency is down 75%. It's kind of a generalized wow. term, but... Okay. What does that mean? Like two milliseconds? Because how much latency do you have? Let me ping my router right now. Uh, okay. So what's 70%? What's a 70% reduction on 1.6 milliseconds? How much faster uh, can you get? Well, if, if you're doing a, a lot of little transfers, I could see that being a difference. It would be... Closer to Ethernet, I guess. Yeah. Like but that's imperceptible. Yeah. There's got to be something yeah. else. It's interesting. And I think 802.11... AX also brings that new wipe, uh, WPA standard. Is that compatible with the lower? It's interesting that it's going to run on all the bands. Oh, it, it combines run, them all? It can run on one through six gigahertz. Whoa. I don't know if it's going to 
work better on a certain band, I would imagine you would have higher uh, throughput the higher you go. I'm curious what the ranges would be. I'm not seeing anything about that here. I'm trying to figure out the maximum bandwidth. Claimed a combined 11 gigabits per second of theoretical data rates. So maybe in the very last years, kind of like we're in the last years of 802.11 AC, where you can get uh, these crazy uh, unify access points that have three gigabits of combined bandwidth or something, because there's three different one gigabit radios, then yeah. I can have multiple 1.3 gigabit devices connected at the same time. Uh, this is because that's where at the later end, 802.11 AC is going to be going away and AX is going to be replacing it. Right. So AC, how long has that been around? Seven so years? Two. AC's oh, been around AC, for a while. Well, AX has been around since 2017. Uh, so AC, I think it's been around for like a decade. So <laughs> 10 years will finally be near the top end of the AC, the, uh, of that 11 gigabits. That sounds about right. That's yeah, pretty good. Curious, curious to see when they start rolling out, uh, um, wireless access points and stuff that are using it. That means you have to have access points with 10 gigabit Ethernet. Correct. Yeah. Wonder if Unify is going to start creating they have that a, stuff. They have a UAP. Well, they have 10 gigabit Ethernet, but they don't have 802.11ax stuff yet, do they? Uh, I don't believe they do. But their uh, their access points that go above one gigabit, like their UAP all of their ac ones actually um but their xg model has multiple radios in it and has 10 gigabit ethernet so that you can have multiple clients reading and writing stuff from your uh routing equipment at 10 at, at above one gigabit right because otherwise if you only had that one gig link you would have to neck down everybody's bandwidth into that little tiny pipe right Um, moving on. What else do we got? Homeless people in Huntington Beach. Oh, how's that? How's uh, that scene over there? So you sent me this wonderful link of uh, some homeless guy that ran over, grabbed a lady out of a car, and poured hot diarrhea all over. And yeah, that was it in gave LA. me it gave me flashbacks to Huntington Beach, where we're <laughs> in the middle of a three lane road cruising down our lane, down the middle lane. There's a homeless guy that walks into the street in front of the car to stop us and then pours this bottle of urine-colored stuff all over the car. What was this? A couple weeks ago. Lovely. Yep. Did uh, you get a car wash immediately after? Uh, Lit the car on fire, claimed the insurance money. That same guy, I saw him later, uh, like the next day or a couple days later, 
completely methed out, disassembling his bike in the street. That sounds about right. <laughs> there were like 200 components laid out all over the place. Yeah. It's easy to know the ones that are on meth when they're doing that kind of shit. Did you ever see the Paul Joseph Watson video of him talking about LA being a shithole? Is that that British guy? What is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's British. It's great. Why is he dealing with American politics? Because he shits on everything. He has a uh, Paris is a shithole video. He has a London is a shithole video. Uh, he has a San Francisco is a shithole video. And then L.A. He's a, a right wing guy. I know, but I'm suspicious of British people commenting on American politics. Well, he's affiliated with uh, he has his own brand, but he I think he gained notoriety through Infowars. Like he was kind of like a guest on Alex Jones's show and a couple of the other shows. This stuff's great though. It's it's extremely entertaining. You got to watch this video about the Coomer. Yeah. Did you I watch did, that one? <laughs> unfortunately. Oh man, it's fucking great. I love the song, the the Hallelujah song. I'm a Coomer. <laughs> I sit, I sit all day and beat my meat. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pull up the full song. I'm a dirty fucking coomer. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna play us out with right, your buddy here. Alex Jones. Here it is. Uh, I don't want to play it out. Channel. No, I don't play that. to YouTube.com. <laughs> There's no context. It's stupid. I've already seen it. No, you gotta see the whole video. This is the music. This is the song. All right, after the show. All right. Which uh, which one of these Alex Jones remixes should we play? Uh, I'll play a little bit of the Frogs one. It's a classic. All right. Classic Jones freakout. Bringyourwallet.com slash, con- slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week. Seminar in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Bam, bam, serious crap. Gay frogs.